Hello and welcome. Welcome to, to We've Got Issues. Okay, podcast. good. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you waiting for me? And call and response. Yeah, you I was didn't for tell you. me that. I didn't. I was just trying to do improv with you. We need improv classes. And we could have had improv, but then you go, I forgot, or whatever you said. You said it. I know. My, my brain is not equipped for this because I literally forget what I'm saying in the middle of saying well, it. Especially Welcome to ADHD land, guys. It's so much fun here. So, and we we're are just here out on, of a, it today. on a beautiful day. So beautiful. We have a holiday coming up for those of you yes. in the U.S. It's Thanksgiving, a time of joy and eating, gluttony, family feuds and tension, traveling. You make it just sound great. Just stick with the first. Well... I, I, that's why I said gluttony. That's my favorite of the whole thing. It is going to be some good food. Right. I am so excited for that. Like, you know, and one of those things that never leaves your mind. Like, turkey, 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 gravy, pumpkin pie. I know. All of like, the favorite stuff. Yeah. I, I made, so growing up, my grandmother would make her, her great-grandmother's or her great-great-grandmother's recipe for this one particular, it's like a regional cake for the Appalachian area of Tennessee. So that was the delicacy. We looked forward to it every year when we went to her house. All the cousins, aunts and uncles, that was the one thing we looked forward to. And it was the only time of the year that we would get it because it was (laughs) such a pain in the ass to make. Well, she passed down the recipe to me. So it's become my job to make the cake. So I made the cake and that's what I'm bringing. But we're actually going to my... My brothers and sister-in-laws, they're going to be hosting for the first time this year. So, this is not a cake that came from the old country. Like, this was Appalachian, Tennessee. Well, I'm not sure where it came from, but it's a delicacy in Tennessee. Like, my uncle offered to pay me $100 to make him this cake. Jesus. Yes. So, and and people who try to sell it in Tennessee, they, they... yeah, I thought about doing that wow. as a side business, as making these cakes and selling them for wow. ridiculous amounts of money. So that is awesome. I know, but anyway, what are, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Cook, um, nothing. Just brother and sister in law, nephews coming over and chilling. And just eating. Yep. And hanging out. Yep. No, so I had a, a client that I talked with last week, and this is her first Thanksgiving with her in laws. And she's already nervous about it Aww. and and just wanting tips on how to get through Thanksgiving. Apparently, my client has a very critical, judgy father-in-law. Oh. And she just wanted to know what to do with that. And it, it makes me think of something my mother used to say to me all the time growing up you know life is what you make it and I hated when she said that because well yeah but at the time it's like to me things were just happening to me right I don't have any control over this what are you talking about you crazy heifer (laughs) I have no say in what goes on in my life which crazy heifer oh (laughs) crazy bitch I know mad cow disease right there right so I have no control, so how is it? It's what I make of it. No, life is what makes me, <laughs> which now as an adult I know is not true right, because right. I can't control if my father-in-law is being critical and judgy. Right. 
but I can control how I respond to it. Exactly. exactly. And that got me thinking further down this rabbit hole of, you know, life really is an illusion. You know, if, right. if you're already on edge about, man, he's critical and judgy, and, and I don't feel like I fit, fit in with this family, and um, I'm not good enough, then that already kind of sets your size for how you're going to take what he says exactly. and how you're going to respond to it. Right. You know, if you're already on feeling edge. bad about uh-huh. yourself and on edge and you're expecting him to be critical and yep. you, you already know that you're going to take it wrong, yep. well, you're already setting yourself up to fail. Right, right. So instead... Nothing good can happen out of exactly, that. Exactly. You know, he can make the comment, but it's your choice whether or not you're going to take on that judgment or not. Right, right. So my advice to her was well if he's a critical person you can imagine how he feels about himself right and he projects that on so much of life is us projecting Definitely. our shit onto other people Definitely. so he's projecting that onto you now you get to decide how you're going to meet it you, with that? and if you don't want to pick that up if that's not a battle you want to have oh excuse the loud ass we're <laughs> in the south there's the dime a dozen um but if you don't want to pick that up, well then, don't make a joke about it. Right. Ask him to ask him for his opinion. If he doesn't like your dishes, ask him, oh, what kind of dishes do you like? Right. Or just you don't have to. You don't have to do this. Right. But it's your own, your own insecurity that's feeding, feeding it. That. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you. Not it, that it's not shitty that he's a person like that. Yes, it is. It's still it, shitty. It is. It's uncomfortable. It's. It's. It is, and it makes your life shitty at that moment. But you got to. What are you going to do with it? You know, like, like you were saying, you can either self just bomb, right. or just you know, kind of make light of it. Ask him his opinion. Maybe for your birthday, I'll make you whatever your favorite dish is, and you know, just kind of try to slough it off and go with the flow. Right. Because, like you said, we don't know what anybody else is carrying. A lot of the time, we don't. Right. And so, obviously, if he's that critical of, it's the first time she's having dinner with him. So, like, you're new. Yeah. You're new to this. He should be on his best behavior type of thing. And if he can't and he's not, then what is going on in his life? What right. What is he like to himself? And he's, well, he's so insecure that yes. he has to make comments about things that don't really even matter. Not just don't matter, but it's just fucking rude. Like, <laughs> right. it's just, I'm sorry, it's right. your son's wife. Yeah. You know? Right. Get some manners. He must not have been taught manners. <laughs> or because of all of his negativity and pessimism, he's just lost them. Right. They're right. lost in the in the negativity. Exactly. So, yeah. I know, but it's, it's so funny to me how people are so egocentric. They're so into themselves and their own pain and suffering and their own experiences that they can make every single little thing about them. Yeah. It, it, you know, people, it happens, it, it happens all the time. Like, um, I remember when I was in college, a girl that I went to high school with committed suicide. And when people came out of the woodworks and, oh, I had class with her, you know, 10 years ago. Right. And she waved to me in the hall. <laughs> and, you know, what, what does that have to do with, you know, you're processing right. a death, but you're still in turn making it about yourself about instead yourself. of, yeah. So, oh, I don't like who my my brother's dating because it's going to do this and it's going to do that. You know, catastrophizing. Right. And ultimately, he's going to leave me. 
Right. <laughs> We're not going to be a family anymore. It's an illusion. It's it's not real. Right. Yeah. I don't um, know what to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were talking at lunch about, like, just having a feeling like, I, I called it deja vu. Uh -huh. Like, you've done this before. You've been here before. You've experienced something before. And you said... It's your intuition. It could be intuition. That's right. The other word, intuition. Um. And then, so, you know, it just got us thinking, and we had to stop our conversation to have a podcast. Oh, yeah. Which is usually what happens. It, well, yeah. We should just podcast during lunch. <laughs> but it's bad enough we got the loud cars, the music, sometimes kids screaming. But then we would have... Us smacking into the microphone. Not right. that we haven't ate on like, from before. <laughs> but, I know. This doesn't stop us from being unprofessional yet. No. But... Because um, that's when the best conversation happens. But, you know, it's, you had mentioned it could be an illusion. You know, just sometimes life is just, I mean, obviously it's what you make of it. I mean, we all are little self-centered sometimes because it's our life. Right, of course. You know, and especially, no offense, but yeah, offensive. The kids are growing up today. You know, it's all about them. Right. It's all about them. They're just not being raised to think of other people um but have you ever felt that have you ever felt like life's an illusion or you've been here done this before well I've had instances of deja vu before okay but uh I've been reading this book called radical forgiveness uh -huh. I don't know if I've talked about it on here yet or not but um you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of my own, I've been going to therapy, I've got a spiritual coach, I've been doing my own, uh, my own work to Self try to, work, yes. yeah, to try to figure out, because how I've been living my life is not working for me anymore, right. so trying to move forward, um, but dealing with the, these core beliefs of not being worthy, and working it back to where that all stems from, and basically it boils down to just like, you know, we have love languages with our spouses or our significant others. There's children have their own love language, oh, yeah. you know, and we rely on our parents to give us everything. But what happens if they don't speak our love language? Right. What do right. you feel? <laughs> right. You feel, you feel unloved. Unloved. Because it's right. not what I needed. Of it's course. my love language. So, so like my... My mother is, when she expresses love, it's through gift giving or acts of service. My father is acts of service. I need quality time. <laughs> I need quality time. I didn't get quality time. So right. I developed this idea that I'm not worthy and, you know, nobody, you know, wants to spend time wants with me. Time. Yeah. And so yeah. I've been living my whole life like that. And that's it's an illusion. Of course I'm lovable hey, and worthy. to the listeners what you mean by that's an illusion. Well, it's because an illusion, because obviously I am worthy, we're all worthy, we're all deserving. Right. But it affected me to the point of having like severe crippling social anxiety because of this core belief, but it isn't the truth. It was, it was a belief developed by a three-year-old, three, four, five-year-old that she wasn't worthy who didn't understand, but that core belief stuck with me right 
And every time something would happen, it would just feed into it. But it wasn't the truth. Right. But just because I believed it when I was younger, I, I, you know, we tend to look for things to validate our beliefs. Right. So in every situation I would be in, it was being See, validated. this is why yeah. I am like I am because this right. happened. Exactly. I feel unworthy. Exactly. So like last night I had dinner with my best friend and she's having a hard time right now. And I noticed that she wouldn't make eye contact with me. And normally I would think of, oh God, I'm in trouble. What did I do? I fucked up. She's going to like... You know, she's mad at me. Yeah, she's, she's mad at me. What did I do? I'm. I'm what am I going to have to do to like prove to her <laughs> I am your friend. I do love you. I am worthy. Please don't stop being my friend. But when I quieted those initial fears and just stayed in the moment and allowed her to to talk what she needed to, to, to say, it was about you know something that she's feeling in herself. Like she she was going to tell me. She told me about this relationship that she's entering back into with an ex. And I guess she thought that I was going to be judgmental or whatever. So she was kind of whatever. But once I showed her unconditional love and support, and then the eye contact was... So is this an ex that has hurt her a lot? Uh, he did. He did hurt her. So I'm kind of going to get off track, but I just kind of want to hear your, your friend slash therapeutic reasoning behind that. So because I have a best friend that goes through similar situations and I'm always supportive and so maybe the way I do it is wrong. So I'm always like, I don't even know how I would word it. Like, I know he says he's changed, but just be aware of what happened. But I'm behind you 100%. Like, if you're going to try, you're going to try. Right. You know, type of thing. But I would never say to a friend, oh, forget everything they've done to you in the last 10 years. Oh, I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't okay. say forget everything. I just was just listening and, right. and non-judgmental. You didn't and say, what the fuck is wrong with you, No, Biatch? I did not. That's judgmental. Yes. You're just like, okay, you know, tell me what's going well, on. What has been going on? I'm here or, for you. Yeah, I'm going to listen. Good, and bad, what's ugly. your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan? Right. Okay. okay. Well, let me know how I can be a supporter, support to you. Right. But I think, you know, based on this book that I'm reading, Radical Forgiveness, it's saying that when certain people come into our lives or certain situations happen, it's presenting us an opportunity to heal something from the past, something that's holding us back. So all of a sudden, this, this ex from almost 20 years ago shows up and he, he wants to talk to you and, okay, you got a lesson to learn. Let's, let's learn it. Let's learn it. Learn it and I'm here for you to help, you know, to Process help. it because yeah. it may be the best lesson. Mm -hmm. And you may grow and everything may be hunky-dory or you may learn another lesson. Right. But either way, you're going to, you're, yeah, you, you can heal and I'm here to help you yep. heal if you need to. Yep. If not, then I'm here to support you until you are ready to heal. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. So, yeah, this, this book, although it's, it's easy to apply to others, it isn't always as easy to apply to me because I have right. my own emotions. But right. at least the beauty of what the book says is as long as you're open-minded to what's going on behind the scenes one loving soul coming to another soul trying to help heal then that's 90 percent of the process sweet right is that a beautiful bird it is a beautiful mm -hmm. bird in the palm trees so i know it sounds kind of like malarkey and i swear like two years ago i would have been like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> but 
I don't know. It's just a lot of a lot of peace that it's kind of given me. Well, good. That we get stuck in victim mode. Right. Like what I was mentioning before. This is happening to me. I have no control. Well, no. It's, you're not a victim. This is just an opportunity to heal. It's, it's kind of like... It's just life. It's right. just what happens. But it's an illusion. It's all an illusion. It can... You can look at it as an illusion if it's like... This is happening only to me. And I must be unworthy like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, you had this negative self-talk that you thought is what people was telling you. Right. Get showing you. Um, and that illusion, you've stuck to it. Yes. And until now you're an adult. And, yes. and it's still... Now I'm trying to unstick it. it. It's exactly because an illusion turns into the truth to some of us, right? Right. It's the truth to us. Right. And that's where the illusion comes into place because, you know, my, my, my friends will tell me something. I'm like, you kind of like the example you gave um, earlier of um, we were talking about being, I don't know what the word, loose-lipped or no filter. Right. And um, somebody that you know called was just, you know, an elderly person. They had said that, well, she's just ugly or something like that. Right. Yeah. She had Alzheimer's and right. <laughs> that part of her brain had already been destroyed. Of it's gone. Tact. Um, but that could be the most beautiful person in the world. But she had heard that, and that turned into the truth. Yeah. And, but it's yeah. an illusion. Right. Everybody right. else would be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, have you looked in the mirror? Like, right. you're gorgeous. You're right. beautiful. But it just took one person one to person. confirm the belief you already had in your one mind person. about yourself. And it could have been, you know, the most flippant thing. It could have been something like maybe she just heard it. It could have been even... Maybe that's what she heard, but really not what was said type of thing, you know? there could, The things we hear, sometimes we need clarification. Right. And because we interpret like, it based on our perceptions. Our perceptions. And then that can cause a huge... Fucker. I just knocked over my drink. <laughs> At least you cursed when you said it. That just makes it so much better for me. <laughs> Oh, all this beautiful coke wasted. Gone. Gone, I say. Gone. Okay. Um, I don't know where I was at or where I was going. But you were, you were saying something very beautiful, and I'm but sorry. It, I kicked over my coke. But that wasn't a coincidence. That was an opportunity to heal. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the book says that everything happens for a reason. <laughs> On the veteran sidewalk. Oops. <laughs> I've... It's a, but it was based gonna, on our perceptions. I'm going to change gears because okay. I forgot. But it's funny because you say everything happens for a reason. I, I say that's what God meant. I've been doing a lot of that. That was meant to be. Yes. God is unfolding your greater good you before know, you. Okay. I'm my not sure this is my greater good. In the long term, maybe. So I was telling my son. Um, so I've been just. I, I'm flippant sometimes. Like I will be like. Oh, I need a chocolate chip cookie, and I need it now, you know, type of thing. Uh-huh. And then I've been doing is like, you know what? If the kind I like is there, God wanted it to be there. But if it's not, it's not meant to be. It's just not supposed to be there. I'm not supposed to have a chocolate chip cookie today. So the kind I like are at Walmart in the back for three for a dollar. Don't know why. Those are the kind I like. Chocolate chip or chocolate chunky. I don't know what it is. But none of the other ones I don't like. Just this. And they hardly ever have them. So the last time I went, I'm like, if God wants me to have it, it's going to be there. And if not, then 
no fucking big deal, right? Right. Whereas before, I would have had a meltdown. <laughs> Almost like a little kid, like, I need... But you wanted the cookie. I want a fucking cookie now. And I want that kind of cookie. I don't want Oreos. And how dare or, you not have my cookie right? when I want it? And so, it's been working for me. It's so weird. Like, you know, today, because you were um, running a little behind. Yes, as usual. I said, you know, I was like, the tummy was growling at like 9.30. I didn't have a banana this morning. They didn't have any where I was at. And I was just irritated. So I was a little hungry. And I'm like, you know what? I think I just need a cookie. It's one of those days. It's been one of those weeks. I think I just need a cookie. So if there is a long line at Chick-fil-A, I'm not going to stop because it's not meant to be. But if there's a short line, I'm going to get it. Well, thank God there's a short line. You've got your I got the cookie. But it's so weird how some little things just help. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it can be the dumbest thing. Um, but it helps me. It's like, if it was meant to be, it'll be there. If it's not, it's not. And it just seems to be working for me. My kid looked at me like, yeah, kind of crazy, Ma. But, but it's, it's not. what's helping me right now. But you know what? You know what's so funny is... We don't ever know when we do something, like what kind of domino effect it's going to cause. Right. Or what's already happening to for our better good. Because right. I was late because I had to go somewhere. And I've been to this place a hundred times. I know how to get there. I went the wrong way. <laughs> and I had been going the, long way for, the wrong way for a long time. Uh-huh. I had to turn around, drive back. And so I was late right. because... All of a sudden, I got lost. Yeah, and had a, a brain fart. Went right. Yeah. So, but you. So, therefore, that propelled you to get a cookie and to have to <laughs> wait for me. But you never know, like right. what, what, what you missed. What, what something bad could have happened. God a forbid. Wreck, and you were supposed to go straight because something bad happened on that road. Well, no, but I'm talking about like, like for you. Like maybe you oh, were yeah. supposed to get that cookie because who knows? It could be something small. as like it confirmed your this new. Thing that you're trying new to theory yeah like it's trying to is confirming your new theory of like yeah have some faith like what you the things that you want can happen like that's something that i've been learning over the past week like you know my spiritual coach she says these beautiful things and i'm a very literal person uh-huh. and i take things very literally and i don't always understand i understand it in my perception but i don't understand it necessarily from hers okay so one thing that that one lesson that she talked about was, you know, in the Bible, it says, uh, you know, knock and the door will be open, you know, ask and you, you'll receive that kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, no, okay, why well, ask, nothing happened. But like, there has to be like some kind of element of belief there. Like you have to truly believe and ask and like with a fervent desire. Right, right. So, you know, this whole unicorn meteor shower was supposed to happen. Right. I heard about that. Right. So I had um, been writing letters, trying like to certain people, trying to heal and work through issues. And normally I burn them, but I'd been holding on. So this unicorn comet or meter share or whatever coming through, this is the perfect time to burn all this shit. It can, the comet can just take it straight away. Uh-huh. But there's supposed to be like 400 meteors Oh, wow. Shooting across the sky. And it's at a specific time, 11.50. So I go outside, and I'm burning my shit, and I'm looking up. <laughs> and there ain't one damn shooting star. And I'm like, okay. So, well, so then I, I, I'm still looking up, and I'm having this conversation with 
God, the universe, uh-huh. whoever's listening and this fervent desire of what what I want and what I don't want anymore. And then I, I said, okay, let me just have one shooting star, please. And as soon as I asked, <laughs> right across the sky it went, you know, which confirmed to me that I can, I can have what I want right. if I truly want it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I believe that it can happen. So who knows? Maybe right. that I got, I got lost to help you. To help me get an effing cookie. Well, no, to con- like to confirm a belief <laughs> confirm that we can have theory. what we want. But see, and I look at it as well as you forgot to turn because you don't know what could have happened. Then. Like you know, don't. Get, I guess what I'm saying is, well, like, yeah, that that's true. Don't too. get angry because you miss a turn or because something happens. You know, and to me, that's also an extreme way to tell somebody's character. Like, if you ever go on a road trip with somebody, oh gosh, and you miss the turn, and they're like screaming, and they're road screaming, rage, but you're like. Mm, You've got issues. (laughs) Because A, it's a fucking road trip. The whole point of road trips is not to go somewhere. It's a journey. It's the journey to get there. What can you see along the way? How many detours can you take? And isn't that life in general? Oh my God, yes. And so, that says a lot about somebody's character. But, you know, also, I've read so many stories and they give you goosebumps about like, you know, I, I accidentally went the wrong way, and of course, there's no place to turn around for 20 minutes. And when I finally got to turn around and come back, there's this huge wreck. Like, you just missed this huge wreck. Right. You know, and you're like, see? What gives shit me happens a, for a reason. What gives me goosebumps is when you hear these people who were supposed to get on the flights that were flown oh into the towers. The 9-11, yep. And for whatever reason, they missed it. Like, yep. one is, have you ever watched Family Guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, Seth, Seth, Seth MacFarlane, he's the creator, right. and he voices several of the characters. He was supposed to be on one of the flights that flew into the towers, but he had, I believe the story is, he drank too much the night before, and he was kind of hungover, and he kind of, he just, he was, he missed his flight, right. just had his assistant schedule, reschedule something. Wow. And if wow. he had been on that plane, it would have, wow. yeah, he wouldn't be here anymore. Yeah. Um. I got to interject that that pink is beautiful on you today. Thank you. Too bad our <laughs> listeners can't see it. It's a nice hot pinkish. It is a hot pinkish. A little cute little sweater. Thank you. Um, another thing is anytime you have something negative happen to you, you you've got to you got to put a positive spin on it. You know, there's a lot of shit that happens, but where's the positivity in it? And even if it's a... a uh, what do I want to call it? Like a stupid humorous thing, you still have to do it. So like, you know, road rage. Do you get road rage? When I'm in, in Atlanta, okay, I will. Definitely. When like people almost cause, yeah, almost cause me to get into a wreck. Right. Yes, I okay. do. So that's an example of, um, I mean, we live in bigger towns, from, at least from what I'm used to. Put your memory back to when you lived in Missouri and they were not these big of towns. Um, but lots of traffic, interstates, cruising down the interstates. And let's just face it, Georgia drivers suck, which is why our insurance is so high. Um, but we have many other positive qualities, though. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ex-fiance, the Jack fuck, um, this is the one good thing that he brought into our relationship. Was um, he's never been a real... Um, like road rage person it's usually never bothered him but I noticed that this time around it he would kind of get irritated and for some reason he had heard it somewhere to where if anybody cuts you off 
or is just angry or speeds and kind of, you know, gets in front of you, um, we would just look at each other and we would say, they must have to poop. <laughs> all right. Because it takes all that piss offedness and it blows it away. Like, how can you not laugh at, they must have to poop? Yeah. And there was a couple of times we'd forget to say it and, you know, he'd be pissy or I'd be like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? And we would, you know, three minutes later go, oh, they must have had to poop, uh-huh. you know? But kind of like what you were saying with the judgmental father-in-law, you kind of got to make light of it immediately for it to kind of not have an impact on you. Right. You know, you can get, there's a lot of road rage stories. People carry guns. Like people get really oh pissy, gosh. right? Yes. You know, especially when you have impressionable children in the car, you know, let's make light of stuff. Let's, let's try to make a happier world. You know, there's that one meme, um, if we could spread love as much as we spread hate and negativity, what a world we would live in. You know, think about that. I think about it every time I read it. And I, I'm mostly a positive person to people I meet. Like, I'm never mean to, like, people I don't know, you know. Because we're mean you to the ones that, that love you're... us. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, just think, if everybody was nice. I know. Especially these younger generations on social media. But again, now, having heard... The, about the book and the theater right. well, his, what he puts forward is that these, these people who are mean and negative are there for a reason they're there for a reason and they're there they're, yeah they're there as a kindness it comes across as mean but it, it's there to help you heal or to teach you something like even if you think about Jack fuck your ex uh-huh. like that relationship this, this last time around that y'all were together you learned something, right? What did I learn? What did you learn? I learned not to get with him ever again for the rest of my life. But why? What, what was this? he's a jackfuck. But what about him as a jackfuck? He's a lying, alcoholic, narcissistic jackfuck. Oh. Did you t- who did you just talk to me about at lunch today? Your father. Oh, yeah. Lying, alcoholic, jackfuck. <laughs> Cheating probably, too. So I learned, I still, what did I learn? And you tell Not me. to do it again? Well, no, but, but think about the person who came into your life had this very same qualifications, qualifications, qualities, qualities, qualities. as your father. You're, I still didn't learn anything. What did I learn? No, I'm, well, I'm, well, if you didn't learn it, you're going to get another jack fuck. <laughs> That's how it works. So I learned how to. But, well, okay, so let me, let's take out learns. You had an opportunity to learn something. You had an opportunity to heal something because the person you dated had the same qualities as your father mm-hmm. that you did not have a relationship with, but it, it was there to help you heal. And you learned that what? I, I mean, don't know. You, you could take take different that that well, it just could could like heal a certain. So I can learn like that. I whatever. Know how much I can take. And I know how far, or what you're not gonna take. I'm not gonna take it. Say what you're, off. what you're worth. Right. What? Yeah. What? What I you're did, not gonna accept in a relationship. That. I will give you that. But, but I, I still would invite you to do some, some digging about how those hit the two qualities are the same, and what could be healed. Like anyone who. Like I told you, like with my parents, I had loving parents. They didn't, they weren't alcoholics. They weren't whatever. They were supportive, but I still felt unworthy because 
I got that wrong message. So there's still something that in the relationship between you and your biological father, there has to be some kind of wound there, right? Well, yeah. Okay, that, that's my point. So Jackfuck was there to help you heal the wound from your father. But then I got the wounds from Jackfuck, so isn't it just a perpetuating circle? No, it's not. Because, Spiral? Well, it is a perpetuating <laughs> circle if you did not learn what you were meant to learn. Uh, I did learn that. I mean, the whole, when you say the word worthy, um, I don't think I ever thought I was not worthy, but I've learned more of what worthy means and more of what is not worthy as far as their qualities like that's Mm -hmm. not going to work red flags so to speak to make it easy for people to understand um and so i will walk away much quicker now Mm. than i ever did before so i've learned that as far as like yeah i'm not going to do that hmm no um i know what that leads into Mm -hmm. um that's never good you know those type of red flags um my best friend was telling me about a guy, and I'm just like, check mark. <laughs> right, right. Well, check they're mark. there to, to teach her. And I said, why don't you stop it before it gets anywhere? Like, look at what you just told me. Because that's the wound that needs healing. She needs to heal that wound. Otherwise, it's just going to keep going on and on but and on. But, you know, in my head, I'm just, that's all it was, was check marks and check marks and question marks. You know, it's like, well, I didn't hear from him in three or four days. Because hmm. he's got about three others of you. That is, you know, making contact with. But it's like, get out before you get in. Because sometimes once we get in, you know you've been there. Once we get in... We get stupid. We do, don't we? Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, but it spirals sometimes. And it kind of gets out of control. And then we're like, we feel like we're stuck. But yeah, but that's, our, that, but that's our own our own that's wounds. Our own that's, that's our, our own, own wounds. wounds. We need to get out of that, yes. And we right. need to learn to heal from that. But Because it wasn't until my ex... And my my spiritual coach that I'm codependent in relationships, like not not necessarily in like the Julia Roberts. What was that movie where Runaway Bride, mm-hmm. where she just took on every single quality, quality of the other of the person that she was with, but in terms of I'm a giver, and I. It help, makes me feel good to give and to help uh-huh. to the detriment of myself. Uh-huh. That's codependency. Uh-huh. And that's what I do in relationships. I just give and give and give and give and give. And I don't receive back. Right. And so I get resentful and bitter and angry and right. depressed. And okay, that's where I'm, I'm still there. Because I was that giver, 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 giver. And then I realized I never got it back, so I stopped. And now I never do it ever, ever, ever. I know, but how can you be in in a healthy relationship in the future if you don't? Okay. So maybe the right person that comes along might be different. Maybe the other ones have all been jackpots that I've seen these red flags. But but still, that's expecting a a person to walk into your life and heal you when they can't. (laughs) I don't know what it would take, but I noticed that about myself. I I know I can tell you almost exactly when I stopped. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not, you know, I'm the, of course, that's my love language, see, so my love language is the, the, the cheap little thing. So the 50-cent card, the 50-cent candy bar. Just those things I want you to know I was thinking of you today. Um, the note in the lunchbox little thing. Aww. And never got it in return. And I don't remember how long into that relationship that I was just like, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. And that is probably when the bitterness started. You're probably right if I could track it. But 
that would have been an exact opportunity to discuss love languages. Yes. To pull the book out, say, <laughs> Right. And I don't know, I don't even know if I know what his love language is. I probably would. But apparently that wasn't his. <laughs> and he sure in the uh, hell knew hello. that. Didn't know that was mine. Hello, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, right. and so you both probably felt unloved when the complete opposite was true. Exactly. You were loved very much, but just not in a way that you could understand at the moment. Right, yeah. So. It's interesting. But yeah, but, but again, we can't expect, like, uh, this is what I think of. Like, I want to meet my soulmate. Like, the, the man who is the man who, you know, just makes everything complete you know the missing link but if I don't deal with my shit and heal my wounds and do my work I can still fuck it up and lose him in the future okay BFF what's her name Ray yeah if you're listening listen to that one more time say that again what did I say okay if I don't heal my wounds and work on my shit Uh and do what I gotta do I can still lose my soulmate yes him being him being my soulmate does not guarantee that he's gonna put up with my shit if I'm if I'm a terrible person exactly and I can't be open and secure in our relationship and secure in myself right so I don't want to lose my soulmate so I gotta do my shit I gotta do do my work I gotta I gotta heal my codependency I gotta heal my relationship with my father right I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta heal all that root chakra shit. God damn. And my my solar plexus. Pain in the ass. Root Literally. chakra. Literally. But Pain again, the root chakra is you know that familiar familial 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 foundation. You know, we don't have a solid foundation. <laughs> None of the other chakras can line up, right? I gotta do my kegels to have a solid foundation. <laughs> Is that what I hear you saying? You get to do your emotional kegels. <laughs> physical and emotional, because you can never do too many physical kegels. Oh, oh okay. Well, got I'm doing them right now. No. Look at the <laughs> smile on my face. Got to get her done. <laughs> That's going to be the name of the podcast, Emotional Kegels. kegels. I love it. I love it. Yes. But no, we do, because, and you can tell that it's time to do that when you have failed relationship after failed relationship and you know sometimes you know you it's not that you nitpick but it feels like you kind of nitpick when you're in a relationship it's like oh I like this and this and this but god this has got to stop or this has got to go and then it just spirals like once you find something negative if you've not not in a good place you've not healed yourself you're right it just like it gets bigger it's because you want it you want to find it and you want it to get bigger so you can get out because there's a reason yes Yep. Whether that reason is yours or whether that reason is he's there's red flags there or whatever. Right. But that whoever comes to you romantically or otherwise is there for a reason. Right. To teach you something or help you heal. So you can you can look at your your past Jackbacks. Male friends <laughs> and and look at how you evolved, you know. I think I like when I started. I, I was I was late in everything, especially like dating. I was, late bloomer. Well, it wasn't that the desire wasn't there, but the anxiety was too oh, much. Yes. So when I finally got my first boyfriend, like he was a really good, he was a really good first boyfriend. Uh-huh. And then after him, I went a little to the left, 
and then I went way to the left, and then I went uh, all the way to the fucking like bump fucking Egypt left, like literally. So now I see like how far I like let myself go, uh-huh. and now I gotta. Right. I want to be beyond where I started with the first guy, and and get more healthy healthy but that starts within me i have to i have to fix me first yeah because i i would say that like my second true boyfriend was probably the one really yeah he was probably the one like not a bad mean negative bone in his body great family you know everything right the whole package and of course you're you know what 16 17 and yeah but he's there to show you that a guy that like that can, can exist. Yes. A guy, those guys, despite what we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better, those guys still exist. Yes. They're still available. They're out we can, we well, can have not, them. That, that specific person is not available, but, but a person. So, like yeah, that, someone yes. like him is available. Similar qualities. Right. Out there. But, yeah, until we fix ourselves, we're just going to keep attracting right. these negative people. Right. To whoever needs to hear that. Until you fix your shit, you're going to keep getting these negative shit. males or females. Let's talk about um, how important are goals to you as far as like your life goals, your personal, your professional, like, you know, where do you want to, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years, 20 years? Right. Like, do you have a vision for that? No. Do you? You don't. My, upbring- my upbringing did not allow for that luxury because we would get somewhere get settled, get everything in place, and then be uprooted. Okay. And that's not really how life works, right? You know? Right. Okay, but now you're an adult. Yes. Um, your life is in your hands. You're not at the mercy of mommy and daddy making me move type of thing. Um, have you ever thought about your goals? I think of my goals more in terms of, like, I... I I want to eat healthier. I want to find my purpose. I want to find my soulmate. I want to do whatever. But, but I. Those are lofty. Those are lofty goals. And there's no there's no time frame that they could be put in, right? Because it's based on the work I do, right? right? Or, or based on when it's you know God's timing, the universe's timing that it'll come when it's supposed to. So until then, I'm just kind of. But I think about- there are things that that I want. Like if I want to, you know, be more sociable, have more friends, do more things in the community, mm-hmm. I have to put myself into certain situations where that can happen. Right. So, like I said, that you know, those are the things that I want, and a way that I think I can get it is to move to Savannah. Right. But I'm still putting off the move to Savannah. Well, you're putting off the things you need to do to get the exactly. Move to so, like, so yeah, exactly. So, I think it's it's important to have those kind of goals. But no, have I don't. Have ever written them down? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Recently, because, like I'm not talking when you were 12. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. yeah. Recently, because okay. like when I do my intentions, uh-huh. of the, like the things that I okay, want to work for, then right. I write them down. Okay. Yeah. So I just think it's an important thing. I on I obviously think it's important just to think about. But sometimes when you write it down, it's it's that concrete thing, you know. It's there, kind of like the vision board we did. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have yours hanging up? I do. Well, it's it's up where I can see it. Up where yeah. I can see it. I just think that was such a neat thing to do. Um, 
because it kind of makes you think about goals. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a vision of what you want or aspire or whatever. Um, and so that, looking at that every day, and then when I was talking to my best friend the other day, I'm like, have you ever written down any goals? Do you have goals? She said no. How can you say no? Like, I obviously guess... one of her goals is to find the right man. We know that. Right. But it's well, like. Obviously, she's comfortable in whatever situation she's in. But she's not. Well, the then thing. maybe and and I she's her. maybe I think some like for me like I know the things that I want, but I'm not comfortable stepping out of my box yet. Right. I placed myself in this box. <laughs> it's starting to get uncomfortable because I'm outgrowing it, but I still have the anxiety to step out of right. it. And that's not to say like we can we can have five ten goals, but that doesn't mean we're going to start on each one because I know you have one goal that we have started on. The money maker. Oh yeah, the money maker. Yes. So, that is a goal, right? Yes. And although we've never written it down, but that is that was a goal of yours, and it's rolling. Yeah. And we're constantly. That was on, on my it. vision board. See. The yeah the the you know the big idea to right. be my own boss right and yeah. Um. And so whether you think you have the goals or not, a lot of times you do, and you are making steps, but. I don't think anybody starts steps on all of their goals at the same time. And if you do, kudos to you. Because <laughs> right. that ain't me. Right. Um, it's baby steps, right? Baby steps, baby steps. Um, you just got to do a little bit at a time. But I, for, I'm just one of those people, I think it's extremely important that you have goals. Or at least have thought about it. And I think the majority of people do. Kind of like, oh, I want to graduate. Well, that's a goal believe it or not that's a goal right um I want to be to go overseas I want to whatever you lose want 20 to do. pounds those are goals right the, yeah they um, are so you know when she told me she had none I know she's got them she probably just hasn't thought that's a goal right you know just like you forgot about the money maker just a second ago but that's a huge one. Oh my god that was in yes. both of our vision boards oh high five yay um and it came to this opportunity that we're doing it together. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that on our vision boards. Like, right. I want to do this with you. Right. But it just so happens that way. Because why? Because you're, you're, you're my gifts from God. <laughs> we are just, we were put here for a reason. Right. I was put in Georgia, you know, 1,200 miles away from my friends and family for a reason. It all falls into place. It does. And it will. It just may take time for people. Like, yes. it doesn't happen overnight. You know, I've been here two and a half years. The shit don't happen overnight, you know. Um, but if you have a goal, and maybe just a little bit you do, even unconsciously, to help you get there, it's going to pay off eventually. You know, we just got to yes. have faith. Fix ourselves. Yes. If, if, if do your work. If they, do your work. Yes. Because guess what happens when we don't do our work and we, we work on our goals? We self-sabotage. Yep. 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 Who knew that mental health and spirituality went so closely parallel together. to yes. each other? Yes. And they do. They intertwine sometimes, oh, which yeah. why is why we talk about spiritual things on yes. a mental health podcast. Yes. Because Especially when you're, you know, and when we say spiritual, we don't mean church going yeah we don't mean really religious just you know your beliefs as you know yeah whatever you choose to call 
spirituality or whatever. Because I, I don't go to church. I've never been a big church person. You Ditto, know? even From though I was forced to. From the time I was, I was little, right? <laughs> From the time I was little, it's always just, I get that feeling like, I don't know, they just want my money type of thing. I just get a weird feeling when I go to churches. I just do. If I go by myself, I'm great. Go, like, touring, like, some of the big cathedrals oh, in New York. Oh, yeah. Like, you know. I we just, really need to go to Europe. Let's put that on our vision board. We're going to go to we Europe should. and we're going to take tours. I did have travel on there. Um, Next year, 2020, it's going to be I year. I'm thinking more 2023. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 2020, that's like in uh, so many days. <laughs> May not happen in 2020, but it's on the vision board. Okay. Which means, hence, it's a goal. Yes. And if I was even more specific about that goal, I could probably make it happen sooner. But at this time, I'm not more specific about it. Right. So something that you, you can do for your goals is I have envelopes with, like, specific things that I want to do. Uh, a lot of them require money. Uh-huh. So I have the envelope, and I set aside, like, a certain amount of money. Like, if I have extra cash, I'll go put it in one of my envelopes. So that right. way, I'm still kind of working towards my goal. See? Yes. But it's something to think about. Like, if you want to write a book, like, jot down book ideas. Book ideas, yes. And, and hold on to them because you don't ever know, you know when they can manifest or you know what. You are so right because, you know, when I worked at the children's division, we always joked about writing a book about what clients say. Because oh. when you're in a situation like that, you're, you're dealing with a lot of shit. But they say some of the fucking funniest yeah, shit, Yeah, you know? I know. And so, I, I used to write stuff down, but then uh, I'm... It's, we're in a profession where it's kind of like if, nice? if it's like if a priest were to write down the confessions of his flock, yes! what a that, that, that would be. just, it would be a great book, but it would be very unethical, unethical. unprofessional. Well, okay. You know? Yes. However, funnier than shit, right? Yes. So we had a God. wall in a girl's office. This is office. why we, we have nicknames, so this we don't have to take responsibility for the shit that we say. And we wrote down all the funny shit people said well today i swear to god i should have wrote a book today because at least five kids said the funniest fucking shit to me and i was like i gotta remember that uh-huh. i gotta remember that and do you think i remember any of it nope no but my god this little kid was talking about i assume it's her stepmom and she called her the funniest fucking name like So where does your your brother live? And I'm assuming it's a half brother, set brother. I don't know. And she says, with his mom, Miss Sensi Pants. <laughs> and she didn't say that word, uh-huh. but I mean, you can tell that she's it repeating something. Uh, fucking the, hilarious. Yeah. And I said, what was her name again? And she giggled, so she knew it was funny because uh-huh. I was keeping a straight face. But I'm like, God damn, I gotta remember that. Of course I don't. Yeah. And then, but I swear to God, like three or four kids were saying the funniest shit. And I'm like, we need to write a book so that the money maker, we should put stupid shit like that in there because it's freaking funny. We can write a book. Oh, Confessions of a Therapist. Confessions of a Therapist from the mouths of babes. But, oh, no, it's just hilarious. And we just have to find that. I want you to, to know that I'm totally serious about that. Okay. Okay. I can start writing <laughs> stuff down. Today was probably the best day I'll ever have, though. It's okay. We can just, like, we now we know. We start. <laughs> Confessions of a therapist. And now. Yeah. From, from now on. Yeah. We got lots of us. We can. And the confession start is. This. this is my confession. 
that when I'm in therapy sometimes and a client says something to me, I have no fucking idea what to say back to you. <laughs> I'm just going to allow this to be a pregnant pause, what a possibility. Pause? And, and allow, yeah, I pretend like I'm allowing you to process. Be comfortable with pauses. This yeah. is why they taught us oh, to be comfortable with yeah, pauses. Exactly. And use the old fell back. Well, how do you feel about that? Exactly. What's going on in your mind right now? That's my favorite one. What's going on in your mind right now? I'm After gonna... I've let you process this, but it's really because I don't know what to say to you. I'm going to have to grab that girl next week and just say, what was that name again? So I'll write it down this time. Because uh -huh. we got shit. We got writing to do. I know. We, we got writing to do. Look at us. Manifest, 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 manifest. It also helps to have somebody fun to talk to. Right. Thanks for being my fun person. I know. As we were driving over here from lunch, and you know, I was just be bumping in the car. Of course, it's a beautiful, gorgeous day too. You know, thank you God. Um, it's not rainy. It's not snowy. It's not cold. It's like the epitome of the perfect day in my world. Um, so all that helps. But you let me vent at lunch, you know, and then we came up with this topic. Um, but you have to have. I hope you have people to talk to. You know, I have listeners. You. I know. That's what I was what I was thinking about today too, that you're probably the only person that I sit down and have like a actual serious conversation <laughs> with. I mean we laugh, but like having right. like an adult conversation right. about topics that we enjoy. You're probably the only person I know that I can do that with. You too. Oh I mean TM. But that's why I think it's so important that somebody have something like right. that. Right. You know? And especially because we have fairly easy access to each other. Like my best friend, you know, I don't have easy access to her. No. You know, we try to talk once a week, but by then, either what I was rem trying to remember to tell her, I forget, unless it happened right before, you know, and so having that easy access, you know, I can call you or text you say, hey, I'm having a shitty day, let's go, blah, 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 blah. Well, at least now Ray can hear the conversation and be like, oh, hey, what was that about? Or you, right. or you can tell her now, this is what I want to talk to you about, so remind me when we talk. <laughs> She's done that before. I'm like, I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> I have the world. Maybe that's something I should be working on is my memory. I need to get the mm -hmm. oil for that and get some spiritual we'll have going. Like a, a genuine, um, hmm. a genuine desire, and a genuine like plea, and and send that up. Can I? Yeah. Will yes. you help me have better memory or have yes. better concentration? Yeah, this was something else, like, because I've been having a lot of problems with, like, with my feet swelling yes. and hurting and my back hurting. And so, so after the whole, like, shooting star thing, like, I generally asked, like, please, will you take away whatever spiritual or, like, physical pain that I'm having uh -huh. so I, I can just enjoy my day? And right. as soon as I asked. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to start asking him that. I, believe, I asked in a different believe. way, but yeah. Knock and the door will open. Bang on that sucker bang, if bang, you bang, have bang, to. Bang, yeah. All right. That's been a good conversation. Thanks Yay. for being my person. Yes. Right back at you. Pretty and pink. Oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, shucks. <sighs> All right, guys. Well, enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Yes. We hope you can are listening, and we hope that you have found us if you're coming from Podbean. Yes. Um, I myself personally am struggling finding it. So if you are, please don't give up. We're gonna, we're gonna figure it out. And yes. Stick with us. Yes. Yep. It will all be sorted out. But everything is unfolding as it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Our, our greater good is unfolding there before you go. us. There you go. Stay medicated. Adios. Have a peachy day, guys. <laughs>